Well, good morning, guys. Um, we're back at it this morning with uh, Philippians chapter 4. And I love the uh, first few verses here. Uh, just It's a cool little opening to the chapter. Um, ties together some neat things and begins to get, again, pretty practical. Paul always deals with the theological, the massive theological either concerns or things to celebrate, whatever it may be. He, he addresses these, and then he, he always turns practical. And whether it's specific problems or concerns or, you know, teachings that are that are fairly common, you know, wherever you may go. Um, but I, I just love the little opening here to chapter 4, so let's just dive into it. Uh, Paul says, um, Therefore, my, my family, my brothers and sisters, you whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, that is how you should stand firm in the Lord, dear friends. I'll just stop there. I'm going to work through this just maybe first three verses at a verse at a time. And um, so here Paul is is tying together uh, what he's already said with where he's going. He's saying, um, you know, in light of, of, of the resurrection, you remember back in uh, chapter 3, verse 21, he says, uh, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under control will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. He's saying that because Jesus is resurrected, he now has the power to bring everything under his control and to transform our lowly bodies. And he's saying, therefore, family, those whom I love and long for, uh, my joy and my crown, that is how you should stand firm in the Lord. You should, because he has the power to do within you to bring about the change, the transformation in your life that we also desperately need, let's just stand in that. Don't be, don't be a, a you know, like a, a a boat in the water without a sail and without a rudder. Just uh, you know, being pushed around by the waves and the wind. I mean, be you know, hold hold course, stay stay the course. And um, he he moves on then to to say in the next couple of verses, he just says, I I plead with Yodia. And I plead with Suntuke to agree with each other in the Lord. Yes, and I ask you, loyal yoke fellow, help these women who have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel, along with Clement and the rest of my fellow workers whose names are in the book of life. Uh, so here we have uh, an interesting little thing going on, and I think it, it's it's particularly pertinent to us, you know, in this, in this day and age. Uh, their names are kind of interesting. Uh, I think uh, Yodia's name, I think it means uh, fragrant. Kind of a cool name. And Suntuke's name, I think it means like fate, if I, if I remember correctly. And whatever their names mean, apparently these two women uh, had gotten to some sort of quarrel in the church. I mean, can you believe it? Can you believe that in the history of the church, there's actually been people who fought with each other? Well, truth of the matter is, and you know I'm trying to be funny, I'm not very funny, that um, I have spent quite a bit of time, every just as every pastor has, dealing with conflict and offense and bitterness within the body of Christ. There's plenty of times that I've had to deal with the, what it looks like for us to be Christ-like, to act and think uh, to have the mind of Christ and the attitude and actions of Christ when it comes to those who are outside of the household of faith. But you 
well, maybe those of you who are listening are seasoned enough that you would not be surprised to, to know just how much time is spent in ministry, refereeing, um, mediating, settling uh, differences that exist between believers. And apparently these two women had gotten into some sort of a spat. And Paul's advice is, instead of taking sides, you know, one's better than the other, or trying to even fix their problem, apparently, and he does that at times, but apparently in this case, what he, what he's, his advice to them is simply that they would be of the same mind, agree with each other in the Lord. It literally means to be of the same mind in the Lord. Uh, whatever, what, he, what he's saying is whatever they were fighting over, whatever fight that Yodi and Sintuke had gotten into, they had forgotten that they had a greater common ground in Christ Jesus, that what they were seeing in each other was that they're on opposite sides of a fence or opposite sides of a chasm and that their ground was, they were digging their heels in and they would not move from where they were and they saw what they didn't like about the other person's position. What they'd forgotten is that they were standing on tiny little, you know, little patches, little mats, and that the, all the world to them was common ground in Christ. But they decided to take up residence in this tiny little area, this poisonous little area of, of uh, their own selves. And they were hunkering down there. And if they would not move from there, and if you will not move from there, uh, that little mat, that little tiny little postage stamp where you don't hold something in common with somebody else will overcome you and overtake all of the common ground you have in Christ. And pretty soon you'll get to a place where you are ruled and reigned, not by the Lord who has the power to, to overcome anything. You will be ruled and reigned because of your free will. You will be ruled and reigned by that dispute and by your the, what you don't hold in common. And so Paul simply says to them, the solution here is to remember the common ground. You've, you've forgotten Everything else in your life is less important. Paul, remember, he said it was dung compared to the all-surpassing greatness of knowing and being known by Jesus. That's their common ground. And so Paul asks uh, this, this, this companion, this, he, he, this yoke fellow, this loyal yoke fellow who he doesn't name to help him in this. He says, you know, look, these, these two women have been significant co-laborers in the gospel. They're good people. They love the Lord, but they've gotten sideways of each other. And I'm asking you to step in and to help them reconcile and to come to that place of being one mind. And, uh, you know, I think even though there's a falling out, Paul, Paul knows that this is something that can be resolved and they need to be back, you know, in the right place. And then he just mentions just kind of, you know, randomly this here at the end of this, he says, uh, you know, verse three, uh, yes, and I ask you, loyal yoke fellow, help these women who have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel, along with Clement and the rest of my fellow workers whose names are in the book of life. He just mentions Clement. We don't know who that is. There was an early church father named Clement who was uh, a leader in Rome, and he wrote uh, a lot of stuff and preserved uh, the people... Uh, uh, well, I believe he wrote the church the letters to the church in Corinth, and we don't know if this is the same guy or not. It was a fairly common name. Um, but here's my devotional thought that I would just try to you know wrap this up with. 
If there's going to just be one sentence or one little mention of your name in the Bible, and that's all you have, would you want your one little mention to be like Euodia and Sintuke? Or would you like your whole life summed up like theirs, or would you like your whole life summed up like Clement? Euodia and Sintuke, their whole life is summed up in that they're in a dispute that needs to be solved. Clement's whole life is summed up as being connected with these other fellows work, workers whose names are in the book of life. The book of life is a good place to have your name, the lamb, you know, in the book of life in Revelation 20. So um, live your life in such a way that if somebody had to capture your life in a single sentence and sum it up, that it would just say something like Jeff Henderson, whose name is in the book of life. <laughs> and not, you know, Jeff Henderson and John Doe who are caught up in a dispute. Lord, help us. We pray, Lord, that you would, uh, you would cause us to live, that we would stand fast, as Paul says at the beginning of this passage, in the, in the power, your power, and the resurrection, that we would be a joy and a crown to those who have discipled us, and that we would, we would just stay in this place of longing for you and following you. Lord, let us not be like uh, the dispute that rose up with Euodia and Suntuke. Let us let us not be named or personified by that sort of life. Let us get over that stuff and to be of one mind and to occupy the common ground with our brothers and sisters in Jesus' name. Amen. And Maranatha.